Vox Quick Hits. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Meredith, do you remember the first time that you heard the term girl boss? I sure do, Rebecca. I first heard the term girl boss when Sofia Amoroso was shopping her book, hashtag girl boss. Sofia Amoroso was the CEO of a company called Nasty Gal. She had uh, hustled, as one would say, her way from an eBay seller up to the CEO of her own company. And she wrote a memoir about it, which sort of helped popularize the idea of this female entrepreneur who not only did well for herself in the world of business, but eventually would come to like help other women through the goals and aims of feminism and conflating them with capitalism, uh, which, you know, at the time, I'll say I was in my 20s and the conflation of feminism and capitalism was pretty appealing to me. Like, I feel like I used the phrase get paid daily at that time. Like, that was the nice thing I said to other women. I'd be like, get paid, bitch, uh, which, you know, it was something that felt like a new idea in 2014 when her book came out. And it didn't feel definitely as obviously as much of a folly as I think it maybe feels today. The term girl boss seemed to get a lot of criticism even at the start, but for the most part, it seems like people were really like wrapped up in it. You know, the the girl boss book became a show and it was like this whole thing. And then it seems over the last couple of years, people just were like, no, the girl boss is over. <laughs> and Alex Avad Santos is a senior culture reporter for Vox who just wrote about the end of the girl boss and why equating feminism with capitalistic hustle was always doomed to fail. So Alex, where does the idea of the girl boss come from? So basically you had this proto girl boss named Cheryl Sandberg over at Facebook. She made this book called Lean In and all of a sudden everyone was leaning in and everyone was like, give me a raise. I'm going to lean in. And that kind of became like this language to use. So yeah, Lean In came out in 2013. And the very next year, Sophia Amoruso, who is the CEO of Nancy Gal, came out with her memoir called Hashtag girl boss, and she kind of puts a name to this kind of idea of female empowerment in a corporate workplace, where it's this idea of if women win in a corporate setting, then it's a win for equality. <laughs> well, but theoretically, it sounds sort of nice. Like, I've always liked having female bosses, and Alex, I'm a girl and I'm your boss. And, uh, but where did it all go wrong? You're a girl and you're my <laughs> boss. And I enjoy, and I enjoy that. Listeners at home, I'm not being forced to say that by my girl boss. Um, I think what happened was, is you saw this cycle of kind of like this narrative form around women bosses in, like, it's just a very specific kind of women boss in a corporate setting. Being like, well, they'll get this woman who's going to change the world through her company and by making all this money. And it's, under this guise of, oh, she will treat employees better, hard work will be finally rewarded, sexism will be defeated in this specific sphere, and therefore, with sexism defeated and all this other stuff, obviously, corporations and capitalism is going to get better, right? 
that was ironic and sarcastic because no, that did not happen. And what what's what the kind of downfall of the girl boss was that you had all these stories of just like abuse and bullying and just the toxic work environments. And everyone's like, well, this isn't what you promised. This isn't what the girl boss was about. Alex, like when you're talking about these girl bosses, what are some of the companies that you're thinking of? Oh, so some of the companies I'm thinking of are probably, you've heard of them, the trendy luggage company called Away. Um, Their suitcases are really cute. I want one in pink. You also had like the co-working space called The Wing. And you also had like other companies in adjacent, like Glossier, which is founded by Emily Weiss, which was a direct-to-consumer makeup company. There's a thread of like non-traditional companies breaking out into serving, I guess, primarily female audiences. And one thing to note about most of the women who led those companies is that they're primarily white women. Yeah. One of the common threads was that there was this sense of white women and it folded, dovetailed and folded in nicely into this idea of like white feminism. And this whole idea, I think one of the experts who told me quoted Audre Lorde and said, if you're using the tools of capitalism to change something, you're not going to be able to fully change capitalism using its tools. And it's like this whole idea of like, just because you change the gender of a CEO doesn't mean that the capitalism at that company is going to get better. And it's this, um, I guess for us, maybe we were just a little bit foolish to believe that. Maybe we wanted to believe that for some reason. I don't know. I would like to believe that changing capitalism is as easy as changing a bad CEO. That is a pipe dream I want to believe in. So you write that the girl boss phenomenon is sort of an example of benevolent sexism. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So some of the experts that we keep that I spoke to uh, talk about how we kind of and I think you guys know this, like we kind of like if you look at like the way a lot of people talked about Hillary Clinton as an example or Elizabeth Warren. And it was like this very weird way of speaking about them is like, oh, well, they're going to be like nicer. They're they're smarter because they're women. Or it's like this whole idea of like, well, women don't start wars. So therefore, like they have to be the better sex. And it's this idea. And it's and it's such a trap, too, because like if women are the more benevolent sex and if they're supposed to be like naturally more intelligent or naturally kinder, then it turns into this thing of like, oh, well, then if they don't act in those certain ways, then it's like, well, why are you a failure as a woman? (laughs) One of the places that we see girl boss being utilized, the whole language, everything about like hustle culture, because it's, you know, girl boss is one phrase for it, but there's so many of the sort of like keywords that go into it with like Fempreneur, a word I can't pronounce. Um, CEO. CEO, yeah. CEO and boss babe. Oh, boss babe. Uh, But we see a lot of these in MLM discourse. How does girl boss play into these companies that are kind of barely companies, these multi-level marketing schemes? Why are we seeing so much of the language there? Yeah, so an MLM is basically a lot different than like a CEO, right? Like you don't really think of like the woman hawking Rodan and Fields or whatever on Facebook as the same as Emily Weiss. But what we found out is that you could use a lot of the same girl boss language to sell your product. So if you say something like, yeah, if I'm a woman and you want to support me by buying into this MLM, completely do it. 
It's it's a win for feminism. Just like, oh yeah, if you can just sell and support other women, you're going to like rise to the top. And it's like this very crooked way of thinking. And it's just like, oh, the girl boss fits seamlessly into that pattern. Like when the girl boss was invented and like the whole idea of girl bossing, it wasn't like out of thin air. There were there were actually a lot of very real issues, and there still are a lot of very real issues that women face in the workplace when it comes to discrimination, um, comes to barriers, comes to inherent bias. And I think a lot of the things with the girl boss and its successes, people wanted to see those things kind of eliminated. And experts I spoke to said that, like, yes, women leadership is often tested in ways that men aren't. Sometimes it's disapproved in ways that men aren't. Sometimes there's like conferences where women have to learn how to speak to men in a way that they won't get dinged and which is completely bonkers that that's still happening but as i think it goes back to this idea of like okay well yeah if the girl boss says that she was going to fix it of course we were going to throw our weight behind it and it's just like a lot of it was maybe we were too hopeful that this one person or these female, this group of female CEOs was going to buck the system and change the system that we already know doesn't work. It's so true. Uh, well, so tell me about the meme, uh, Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss, because it's all over the place now. Oh Where did it start? What does it mean? Do you want me to get you a t-shirt, Meredith? I do want that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you look at the people that started it, they're just like, wow, it kind of blew up. But it was almost like they were making fun of our overuse of these words. Um, so gaslight, which kind of means this manipulative tactic of lying. You see that word explode post-2016 when Trump was elected. Um, gatekeep, which kind of like, I mean, in simple terms, it's just like, okay, keeping people out of XYZ, right? Those words kind of like end up being used interchangeably with just lying and discrimination. And it's just like, if you <laughs> if you look at the Google trends for these words, it, they just skyrocket. And maybe we're not even using them right. Like maybe we've used them so much that they like have lost all meaning. And it's just kind of like this ironic way to say, one, laugh at like us jumping on a bandwagon. Two, kind of like it's a vibe <laughs> it's like look at this vibe of like 2020 of just this like we all say these like dumb things and they kind of like outgrew their actual meaning it's like live laugh love for the like for a really cynical generation yes it's very make it's 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 a it's a way to make fun of ourselves and the way these people are probably making fun of me a little bit um because <laughs> i'm an older millennial same um but I think like when you see that used now, like a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to girl boss this like iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to girl boss this hoagie or uh, it's like, oh man, this hangover is terrible. I'm going to gaslight girl boss gatekeep it. And it's like a lot of now it's just sarcasm. Now that we know that the girl boss is kind of like this empty word, it's sort of like, well, now we can make fun of it. And I think you also see it in a lot of pop culture. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, I Care A Lot or Cruella or the marketing for Cruella, but there's definitely like, oh, like, ha ha ha, like this woman <laughs> that just can't be understood and wants to use capitalism to her advantage. Boy, she's going to girl boss some Dalmatians, mm -hmm. you know? Why do you think that there's this desire to joke so much about the girl boss? 
I think part of like joking about the girl boss is that once you can laugh at something, we can all kind of just be like, well, she can't hurt us anymore. Right. <laughs> like, like if it, ha- <laughs> if it pops up again, you could just immediately, ironically, sarcastically call it out and be like, you know what? That's girl bossing. And it's just like, wow, look at her girl boss. Look at her go. And it's like, you don't have to get invested in seeing like her succeed. But I think like a lot of it is just like, Kind of like maybe it also helps us with our frustrations towards capitalism and the whole depressing idea of just (laughs) how doomed we all are, how awful capitalism can be, and also just like our hope that like it might get better. I think like over the pandemic and, and whatnot, like our financial situations and our economic situations, like there's probably more of a realization about this. Like, it's not accidental that we're all kind of calling out like, well, look how much Jeff Bezos is taxed or look at look at all this girl bossing that happened. And I think like if the more that it allows us to laugh at the situation, the less we can feel sad about being hopeful that it was going to get fixed. And we know that it's not as simple as Mm -hmm. a girl boss. (laughs) Well, uh, Alex, thank you for uh, for mansplaining girl bossing to us. <laughs> oh my God, I'm a mansplainer. <laughs> to read Alex's full story about the end of the girl boss, head to Vox.com. 